0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Most by Kaya, the podcast where we are fostering healthy relationships between parents and children. Uh, I am Kaya, your host, and I am a therapist, social worker, mental health coach. And we are here to talk about healthy parenting and what that looks like in several different aspects. And first, I want to apologize because it's been a minute since uh I've done an episode. So, happy new year. <laughs> Thank you for sticking around and being here. I truly appreciate it. December kind of rocked me a little bit. Um it it was kind of rough. I had technical difficulties um had podcast episodes recorded complete loss and y'all that last one was a bomb ass episode okay and I tried so hard to recreate it and it just wasn't working it didn't feel genuine it wasn't the same I didn't remember a lot of what I said because a lot of the times I just flow so um like even though I know what I want to talk about and the key points that I want to hit I really like this to come naturally. So that kind of shook me a little bit and it was frustrating. And then I lost my grandfather um, in December as well. So kind of dealing with that. There's been some other changes and it just was a lot. And then I had a pretty rough bout of depression for a couple of weeks in December as well. So December was rough, but here we are January, 2021, and I'm ready to get back started with you. I still have not figured out all of these technical issues, but I didn't want to go any longer without giving you all new content because you deserve that. And because I know if I go too long without doing it, my consistency is going to fall off. So here we are and today we are talking about healing yourself and the importance of doing that as a parent um so our parenting and media segment will tie into that as well but we will get to that later so a big thing here's okay here's where i want to start is in my therapy sessions, um, and I, if you follow me on social media and things like that, you know, if you're on my email list, um, which you can sign up for at notesbykaya.com, um, you know that I am extremely open about my mental health struggles um, before it kind of got to me just because it was like how can you really help these people and you still continue to have these different struggles but I've learned that it helps me connect with my clients on a completely different level than a lot of mental health professionals who have just read things in a book but I can say like I had a client who had a panic attack today and I was able to walk her through that, and. Know exactly what that feels like and empathize with her, not just, oh, yeah, I've read that it can be tough and things like that, but I've been through them and know what that feels like. And so, not only was I able to help support her, but also helping to educate her mom on what's going on and assure her mom that it was okay and that it was going to pass. So, um, yeah, I've kind of gotten past that point where I'm like having to be hush hush about it or what if somebody finds out and all this imposter syndrome crap, right? So as I've been going through therapy, a lot of what we've been working on specifically for the past few weeks is reparenting my what we call little Kaya. So we haven't, little Kaya has a different a lot of different ages. (laughs) Um, and what I'm learning about myself is the way that different ones show up. And no, this is not like a (laughs) schizophrenia type thing or anything like that. Just pieces of me that meant Miss out on certain things that I needed from my parents that they were not able to give at that moment or during those times of my childhood. And now me being who we call Big Kaya, um, being able to go back and reparent her and give her those things that she needed that she didn't get before. So it can be a really complicated process um, and tough, but it has been extremely instrumental in getting me to the place of healing where I need to be. So as we grow up and during our childhood, our parents are really the kind of the foundation of the way we view ourselves, the way we view the world, and the way that we view others, and then also how we interact with those things, um, which ultimately makes us who we are. And while all of our parents hopefully, you know, did the best, I like to think that parents do the best that they can with what they have. And part of that when we have those negative things is when they did not take the time to heal what their parents did or what experiences they had before. And that is why it is so important because, you know, we talk about generational curses and things like that, but you pass those on to your child. Um, So it's very crucial for you to take the time to discover what those things are and it can be very therapy cliché like what you see on TV and things like that as far as oh we got to go back to your childhood and da, da 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 and i hate the way that they make that look on TV but it is a very important process um and not to be taken for granted or made fun of or whatever, because that is kind of how we became who we are, is how our parents cared for us. And that could be in a lot of different ways. That could be, well, when I was three, instead of my parents caring for me and giving me love and support when I fell off my bike, (laughs) a bike at three, (laughs) I I know developmental things better than that, right? But that's just what came to my head. So instead of them comforting me, they're like, "Oh, get up, stop crying, brush it off." Da, 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 da. And for them, they thought they were building this strong person, you know, that doesn't let a little hurt get in the way. But for you, what you needed was someone to coddle you. And I see this a lot, that parents are afraid to comfort their children and to coddle them. And I really hope that we can get out of this space because as a parent, you should be your child's safest space. Now, here's the thing, as I understand um, that there's a difference between coddling like enabling kind of coddling the way that we use that word is more enabling and then comforting there is a difference and there's a boundary there um but I think parents are so afraid of their children growing up to be I don't know what they're afraid their children to grow up to be, but they have this idea in their head, like, oh no, my child is not going to be that. They're going to be strong. They're going to be. Not understanding that emotions are a natural part of life, and it's really in childhood where we learn how to manage those and learn whether they're good or bad. So I had another client today and I may go live um, on Facebook and or Instagram about this as well, but we were talking about um, why he's so stoic all the time and flat kind of doesn't, he's never cried in a session, um, never really changes his energy at all. Like I can tell when things are clicking for him, but there's not really a shift in emotion, and so today we kind of lit some light bulbs that said, "Hey, th- I think this is kind of where that came from." And of course, it starts in childhood. It starts when, you know, um, this client was describing that they would continue to bring up certain things that hurt them, and here's a note for this too, just a extra side piece for you is when children continue to bring up certain things that hurt them that you did don't dismiss them don't tell them oh just get over it already um i don't think i've shared the story when my father like i was expressing certain things that he did and he was like oh you need a therapist and laughed about it and that really hurt me. It hurt me a lot because I was like, how can you, like, I'm sitting here describing to you the abuse that you put me through and you're telling me I need a therapist and you're okay with that. The fact that I need a therapist because of things that you did. And I was like, that is insane. Um, So (laughs) that is a part of it as well is, you know, we say we want to give the absolute best to our children, but part of that is giving them a healed version of us. And I know that many of you that listen to this podcast are parents already, but it's never too late to go back and heal and work through different things. And even if your children are... Grown now that you can go back and have some of those conversations and say, you know what, maybe I was kind of, and don't say maybe, go ahead and own it. Own that shit. Um, I was kind of harsh when I did A, B, and C, but I've learned in therapy that it was because of this, this, and this, and I'm not trying to make excuses for it, but. I also want this to stop with this generation and don't want you to continue to carry this. And we're so afraid to be vulnerable with our children. But I tell parents all the time, it is okay for them to see that. And they need to see it um, that, hey, my parents have emotions too. And so they understand my emotions. Um, and you absolutely carry all of that with you into parenthood. And really, once you get into parenthood, you start to see a lot more of those different things come out. Um, and it's just like this baby comes and when they come out, all the trauma (laughs) comes out with it. Um, And it's just like, okay, hey, I'm here. You going to deal with me or not because you've been suppressing me for a long time. So if you truly want to break curses, um, generational curses, number one, we got to start talking. We got to start talking about what those are. And sometimes you're not going to be able to do that without an extra mediator that can help process those things because, you know, going to your child and just putting on them, these are the traumas that I experienced can be traumatic for them if you don't have someone to help kind of care for that and help manage that and how it's delivered and man- help in processing and managing how it's received and things like that. So I highly suggest that you have a mental health professional, um, help you through that. And hi, my name is Kaya with notes by Kaya and I have healthy parenting sessions that we can walk through those kinds of things. Um, and you can book those services at notes by Kaya.com. So, um, vital that in order to fight those generational curses that you first have to number one see what ones are there because sometimes they're not always obvious you know even as a therapist I have learned so much about my family and just been able to process certain things that I've always known in such a different way and seen it in a different light um you know, being in therapy, and so that's important. And so that steps one and two is be willing to identify what they are, get help with processing them, um, but understanding that going through the, that process is so helpful. You know, and as your children see you heal. You start healing parts of them too, and shaping and molding them as well. So, um, yeah. So we're gonna hop into this parenting and media segment, um, really quick. I am not Rebecca's mother. If you want to live with her rules, fine. Go live in her house. Okay. So, um, I have been watching American Horror Story. I know I'm super late. Um, But in season three, episode 13, there is a mother and daughter. It's kind of all centered around a mother and daughter. Cordelia, who is the daughter, and Fiona, who is the mother. And throughout the entire season um, and if you know anything about American horror story they kind of focus on a different story every season and throughout the season there's this power struggle between Cordelia and Fiona um and you get to the very last episode and I wrote down this whole quote or two quotes I guess um because it, it I wanted to share it with you all, basically. So the mother, Fiona, says, when I looked at you, it reminded me of my own mortality. You are a constant reminder of my worst fears. I have to die for you to truly live. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, yes. Um, Because really, she was one of those women that was like, oh, I will never admit that I have any kind of flaws at all whatsoever. So for her to finally get to this place of, you know what, this is why we struggled because I could not face myself. And that is so true about mothers and daughters, especially because you, it's like when you look in the mirror Or when you look at your daughter, it's like looking in a mirror and reflecting everything about yourself. Um, Every single one of your flaws. Um, And she said mortality. um, I don't want to give too much away if you all are going to watch like the season. It is very, very old. So if you watch American Horror Story, I'm sure you've seen it. Unless you're just now starting. So um, the mortality piece plays in because there's a role shift where Cordelia is stepping into this, into almost like a princess and a queen and uh, Cordelia is stepping into that queen role And Fiona is realizing she has to step down. And every single time that she looks at her daughter, that's what she sees and that's what she thinks about. And it just was like, that is so sad. That when you look at your daughter, instead of being able to be proud and head held high and look at my baby and how strong she is, you think of, that is my mortality right there. That is all of my flaws in a body. And it really causes a disconnect between relationships. And that is exactly why I do Healing the Black Woman, which is my annual mother and daughter event. Um, and we are going to do that virtually this year. So hopefully so many more of you will be able to attend and I'll have more details for you on that soon. So um, because... It breeds this war between mothers and daughters, and it's not because she hates her daughter, she loves her daughter, but it's because you make you magnify my flaws and the things in myself that are not healed. So that is why it is so important for you to heal those parts of yourself because it is a breeding ground for just like toxicity and generational curses and so many things that kill us. So then Cordelia in the same moment, um, she says, I'm not crying over you. I'm crying for me. You were the monster in every one of my closets, always trying to prove myself to you. And so that's what ends up happening is that here you have this mom that she cannot connect with her daughter because every time she looks at her, she sees flaws. She sees... Um, These horrific things that breed fear and all these nasty negative things, right? So then the daughter, because mom is not healed, it is making her daughter feel this way. The daughter feels like, oh, it's me. It's something in me. So then that crushes her self-esteem it makes her feel unworthy it and that drives so many other things, right? Um, It's where we get into trouble and we begin to do things that are harmful to our bodies and others and you know, all of that. So, um, then you have the daughter who's like, man, I don't know what I did ever since I can remember my mom has treated me in this way and she has like nothing has been good enough for her and I don't understand what it is so I'm trying all these things let me do this let me do that and it just seems like it's never going to be good enough right so we have to be careful um To not put that on our children because they, they didn't do anything to take that on. So in order for your children, number one, for you to have a better relationship with your child, because there's no way you can have a good relationship with your child and look at them and see your flaws and see everything bad that you feel about yourself and have a good relationship with that person. There's just no way on earth that that could ever work. So in order for that to not happen, for you to have a better relationship and to not pass these negative things on to your daughter or to your child period, because it goes the same for men as well. Um, And a lot of times it shows up differently in men and I believe it's the same kind of things Um, for men and why they leave why they're absent from their children's lives because having a child to them it's like it's the same kind of thing like that the trauma is birthed as well and not only the trauma but all of your insecurities are birthed in that and so for a lot of times fathers they're like wait a minute I can't do this. I'm not strong enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not this and not that. And I really eventually would love to work more with dads and like empowering them and helping them because I see so much like negativity put on them. But I feel like if we could really reach them in this different way and help them connect some different dots, um, that would be helpful. And I have, um, a guest that's going to be on eventually, um, that's going to talk about fathers and sons, but for notes about like I would love to incorporate more services specifically for dads, like some kind of program or something, because I just see, like I watch 16 and pregnant and things like that and I see how these dads are treated from the very beginning They're not included in this pregnancy. Um, they're not because they don't have um, I was watching one episode and this is Technically not part of parenting and media, right? And i'll talk more About like those kinds of shows specifically in another episode, but just while we're on the topic um that the guy was asking the girl who's pregnant he was like I don't feel anything like I don't feel different I it doesn't feel real to me I believe that's exactly what he said and he was like does it feel real to you and she's like uh well yeah (laughs) like I can't sleep in these certain positions it's kicking me all day I feel like it's growing I physically see myself growing and all these other things but dads really aren't they're not able to really connect in the exact same way. And when you have these moms and these toxic family members pushing them away, that destroys the opportunity for them to grow that attachment that is needed um, for them to stay present in a child's life. So there's a lesson in family for you. But, um, Those different things because, like I said, that birthing of the baby also births your biggest insecurities, flaws, everything comes out with it and shows up right at your doorstep. And so it's so important. If you can do it before you have children, perfect. If you already have children, Go ahead and get your healing, sis, so you can move forward. Now, if your kids are old enough, they might be confused. Like, what is going on? Like, we never had this, this, and this. Or you never used to do this, this, and this. But eventually, hopefully, they'll come around to seeing, oh okay, we do kind of like this better. And that's one reason why I love doing my family sessions is because I get to connect everyone. I get to make sure everyone's being heard. Well, what do you need from your parent? And that's my number one thing. That's kind of where the parenting services were birthed because oftentimes children are just not heard the way that they should be. And parents like to act like they don't do nothing wrong and they don't have no flaws. And we're like, Girl, we know that's not true. So, um, parents also get a chance to, and a lot of times they've been saying these same things over and over again, but because of the way that I connect with children, I'm able to say, Hey, listen, you hear what your mom just said? Do you hear what your dad just said? They just want this, this, this. Do you think that's doable? And we can kind of come in the middle, um, because, Once children are heard, they can hear you a little better, but when they're constantly fighting to, and I'm getting off topic, I'm sorry, but when when they're constantly fighting to be heard and seen and valued by you, they're not hearing nothing you're talking about. Yeah, you're talking about them dishes, but you're talking real loud and you're not hearing that I had a rough day at school and I don't have the energy to do this today because I just had three finals or I have four hours of homework to do after I was just in school for nine and plus the drama that goes on in school and all of that but you want me to come do these dishes like that is the least of my worries today but because a lot of parents are not prepared or open to hearing those kinds of things, then it becomes a conflict. It becomes an issue. So then they're like, Oh, she's always giving me attitude. She'll never do what I ask her to da. Well, have you asked about their day? I mean, and really listened and not just like, Oh, it's just silly kid drama, Da 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 whatever. Or, you know, how much stress could you possibly have you in fifth grade? I trust me. Fifth graders have a lot of drama and it is important to them. So when is the last time that you sat with them and listened and then said, you know what? I understand that you're stressed. I got the dishes tonight. Don't worry about it. Get you some rest, honey. Go take you a little nice little bath and calm down and relax or go do that. And then let's do the dishes together. Let's tackle that together. Um, and watch what kind of difference that will make. And that is a kind of service that I provide with healthy parenting one-on-one. Um, so, um, that was a little off topic, but it, it goes together because that is a part of healing yourself and realizing different habits that you have that need to transform in order to really connect with your child. Um, so, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. Once again, thank you so much for being here and listening. If you have any questions that you would like me to answer on the podcast or just personally, you can email me at podcast@nosbykhai.com. At you can visit nosbykhai.com for all booking services. Um And I would love to work with you and hear from you. And you don't have to do it by yourself. You can have a support team. And uh, I tell all my clients that you've gained a cheerleader for life. And that's what I'm here to do. So thank you so much for being here, for listening. Uh, I appreciate each and every one please, please, please share this podcast with somebody this week, today, whenever you are listening. And, um, I hope that you are having a great new year so far and I will talk to you next